0: My 401k was down 30% last year. I'm not joking, 30%. That's painful. I think that a lot of people, especially these past few years, right? And I think people are looking for other options that are, that are more stable. And I love the appreciation, right? I'm putting my money into something that's going to increase in value.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process let's celebrate life together welcome to the show all right welcome back to the gentle art of crushing it passive investing edition podcast my name is randy smith and i will be your host today and we have got a fantastic guest, Don Keller, with us today. Um, Dawn is actually the founder of Crown Capital Multifamily. She is still a W-2 employee in sales, and she is doing amazing, amazing things in this space. So, Dawn, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Randy. It is an honor to be here.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump right in. Why don't you um, give us a quick overview of your background? and how you found uh, multifamily investing and passive investing, if you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Happy to share just my story, a little bit about my background. Um, I live in the Dallas area with my husband, Jason, and our sweet little pit mix that we adopted during COVID. So she's a COVID baby. Um, But um, for me, I think my story kind of, have to take a step back to say that I didn't grow up with a lot. Um, my parents divorced when I was two years old, and there was a time there when I saw my mom working two jobs and raising three small children and No doubt in my mind that this absolutely um, shaped kind of who I am today made me very independent and I have so much respect for her, just I'll never know the sacrifices that she made um but you know you just sometimes we just have to figure things out in life, and I think that really has carried through my entire life. But I was taught growing up really just to get a good job and save your money. You know, save, I save, save, save. I was a really good saver, and that's what my parents knew, and so that's what they taught me. Um, and so I, you know, put all my money in a four hundred one k, and you see how that's working out for me right now. Not, not great. Um, and you know, I'm so grateful for that W two job, but I kept thinking along the way. I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this than just saving your money and putting in a retirement account. And that's really what got me thinking about investing in something, and um, particularly real estate. I knew that there's value in real estate. I understand that there's value in putting your money into something that's going to grow, that's going to appreciate over time. I just didn't know what that looked like or how to get started in that. So um what did I do? The first thing I did is I did a single family flip. That seemed right. That seemed logical. Um, so I did that, and my thought um, immediately was, "How am I going to scale this into something bigger?" That was that was my problem with single family flipping. Um, so it's just that's not really what I was looking for. And. I did a lot of research. I almost bought a, a, I did like, I looked at car washes. I looked at self-storage. I looked at a lot of different asset classes, but multifamily really just checked all of the boxes for me, just with the appreciation that I was looking for and um, the, the growth, growing my money exponentially, the tax savings that, I mean, just all of these things that I didn't even know existed. I'm like, just like, gosh, that really is, that was really what I was looking for. And, you know, now my parents are, In their 70s. My mom's 69, she's about to be 70. My dad's 74. And they're both still working. And I hate that for them. Like, I don't want them to have to work. And I don't, and frankly, I don't want to work until I'm 70, right? And the more people that I talk with, the more people that I realize this is a reality that a lot of people are facing that they're having to work until 70 or you know, 65, 70. This is a this is a real thing that's happening. And I've made so many connections with people that have just said like, Dawn, this is like, that's, this is what I've been looking for is because I want, I want to figure out something else of how I can put my money to work. Um, so that's really just how kind of, I got and started investing passively and now I've connected with so many people that are looking for that same thing.
1: Are you interested in real estate investing, but don't know where to get started or think you don't have the time or money? Are you stuck in your W2 because the golden handcuffs make it hard to walk away? If this sounds like you, Check out impactequity.net and schedule some time to talk with the founder, Randy Smith. Randy went from massive income to leaving his W two through passive income, and he can help you do the same. www.impactequity.net. Awesome, and and so I mean, you covered a lot of ground there. And first of all, um, single mom with three kids working or was it single mom or? Yeah. Three kids. Okay. Yeah. So she was, yes. before
0: she remarried. Yeah. So I have a stepdad of course. Yes. But, um, there were okay. several years before she remarried that she was raising three children by herself. Yeah. And working two jobs and she, you know, she just, she did what she had to do. Right.
1: Yeah. No. And, and I think, I, I think it's, um, obviously those were difficult times for her. She worked her butt off. She sacrificed in areas that, um, hopefully we don't have to sacrifice for our kids, but, what I find is our children are watching and they are paying attention just as you were. And that actually was a really, really big piece that kind of helped build your work ethic, your drive, your desire to succeed and not be dependent just on that one job, I suspect. So- Absolutely. um, Yes. And I kind of have a similar thing. Like my family, um, mom and dad divorced when I was very young. Mom and stepdad bought a small business and literally worked their butts off their whole life. My mom worked until she was almost 70. And um, my stepdad worked right up until a couple of years before he died. So, you know, we see so many people and it's almost the norm and it's what we're signing up for. If we sign up for that, I'm going to grow, grow up, get a good job. Um, go get my very, very expensive degree, and then feed this 401k monster, which I've learned to just hate lately. Um, and to me, I think the whole system's a little bit rigged, quite frankly. So yeah. um, I'm so excited that like okay. you and I, it sounds like we have similar paths in that we found that and we could see that um, as well. But most people don't like grow up, get a good job, and then start doing this, um, and certainly not doing this as successfully as you have. So like, can you talk a little bit about that transition where you've got a good W-2 and yet you're doing all of this other work on the side? Like most people, having a W-2 is is overwhelming. So how do you, how did you manage that process?
0: Yeah, great question. It, um, and I'm not going to lie, like I'm not going to sugarcoat it, that there's been some challenges in that. It is essentially I'm working two jobs. And um, just to back up a little bit, you, you know, talked a little bit about I kind of started passively investing and then, became, then got more on the active side. And so now I'm a general partner. um, Started as a a limited partner as past investing, and now I'm a general partner. um, And uh, now have 600 doors, forty million dollars under assets under management. Um, It's a lot of work, you know. And they some people don't. Some people gloss over that part, you know. That it's it is a it's a lot of work. And so that has been my biggest challenge is probably time. That's been my biggest challenge, right? Is trying to juggle those things. But what I've realized is that you know sacrifices are necessary but they're temporary and that has really allowed me to keep that propels me keep to keep going forward um, because this is just a temporary yes it's it's challenging and and it's and it's a lot of work but I have a goal and that is that's what keeps me going is that this is only it's temporary because once i get to my goal i won't have to work two jobs anymore <laughs> right like that's the and that's the thing is and we can talk about more this too randy because i know you and i connected on this that i think I, you know, I think that we were all designed for a greater purpose, and that you know we weren't just meant to clock in and clock out of a job. And that, you know, that's been my, a big motivator for me. And just, again, with talking with other people and I want to help other people out of that situation. I think a lot of people are stuck or flat in their growth and are stuck in those W2s that they just, they're like, I just have to, you know, keep trucking along, but there are other options to help you along the way and to get to your goals faster. And that's really what multifamily has allowed me to do.
1: Yeah. I love, love, love that. Thank you for saying that. And, um, you know, is it Jim Rowe, or actually Zig Ziglar, like um, the more people you help, the more value. Or, I don't remember exactly what it is, but basically the, the more people that help you help, the more success and the more abundance that you'll have yourself. Absolutely. And um, I love that because I think that even myself, like I got stuck in, I got stuck in this um, cycle where I would go get another job i would spend a year or two figuring out the job and moving up and getting improving my performance in that role and then i would be at that spot where i'm doing really really well and then i would go take another job and i would start all over again and it was just this hamster wheel where you know you're chasing the ladder you're chasing you know trying to go up the corporate ladder and i, I heard somebody the other day that said maybe we're maybe we're running up the wrong ladder And you can't jump from one to the other very easily. So um, I love how you, you talked about helping other people though. So I'm wondering, can you, what, what does that look like for you with this business and how have you been able to do that with the people that you work with?
0: Yes. Um, I feel like so many people have helped me along the way. Um, this is definitely a team sport. I love that about multifamily. i'm I'm kind of one of those people that you, you know you have to get out of that mindset of thinking that you have to do something yourself because I was very much like that, especially coming from single family doing that. It single family is. Gosh, it's so competitive that, and nobody wants to help each other. Nobody wants to like share their secrets. And in in, in multi family, it's very different. It's definitely a team effort, and so many people help me along the way. And I just want to pay that forward. And like you said, I think that also what you put out there comes back to you tenfold. And I also have an abundance mindset where it, there's there's enough success for all of us. You know, this is not this is. You might think of this as a competitive space, and or you know, we might be sharing tips and tricks and helping each other out, but Gosh, there's so much success out there. For there's enough for everyone, and I I truly believe that. And so, if I can help someone else along the way, um, absolutely, I want to do that. So I I host a meetup is one of the things I like to do. Um, I have 34 over 3,400 members in our meetup group. Um, so I love doing that, and that's just a way for me to connect with people and and let them connect. One of the first, one of the very first things when I was interested in multifamily is I went to a meetup, and. Just to, I knew nothing about it, nothing about multifamily. And I learned so much from that meetup. And then that led me to other events and other meetups. The one of the actually one of the very first people that I met at that meetup, knowing nothing, um, is now a good friend of mine. And we're now in a mastermind together. And we've done these trips together, done crazy things like cold plunges. And, um, but it's a great community where we could just, we can grow together, we can encourage each other, um, not only. From the financial side, from a business standpoint, but from a, a personal development standpoint, and, it, and it's it's just great. I've met some incredible people, and so why not? You know, why if I can help other people, absolutely, I would I would love to because I think I can see that in I see in other people, I see myself, right? I see where I was and how I didn't know I didn't know what I was looking for. I just knew that there had to be something else. And so I feel like there's people that are looking for something, they just don't know what it is. And if I can help share that and get them started and encourage them on their path, you know, absolutely, I'd love to do that.
1: Yeah. And it it seems like you've got kind of a heart of a teacher as well. And it seems like that energy that you have is probably fairly addictive that people will um I, I was gonna say buy into, but that kind of has a negative connotation, but people can get behind and support somebody with the type of energy that you have. So that's that's fantastic. Thirty four hundred member meetup population. That's amazing. Um Thank you. can we talk a little bit about that? Like is that sure. an online community or is what is that?
0: It's in person, so it's it's on Meetup, um, and 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 that's where I found my first multifamily event. I use Meetup a lot, and I yes. Yeah, so now we have 3,400 members. It's local here in Dallas, and um, yeah. So we meet. I like in person. That's just me. I think relationships. Gosh, I think it's just something that you can really just you can develop such a a deeper relationship with someone just meeting them in person. And, um, so I like sharing out. So we, we meet uh, here locally at at a restaurant, Blue Mesa, and and i just we share just different topics right um sometimes i have guest speakers sometimes it's me just sharing my knowledge and it's it is a lot of new people in the space it's or, or people that have come from single family which was me and make, trying to make that transition they're like gosh they're, how can i scale this they're looking for those answers and so to be able to share my story if that helps them in some way i'm happy to do it so i love it it's fun that's
1: great that's great and what what a uh, what a service you're actually providing the community as well because those take a lot of time, a lot of energy. It's highly stressful. Oh my um, gosh. It's not just show up and everybody has a good time. There's a lot of it's, things going on behind the scenes. So yeah, I thank so you.
0: appreciate you for saying that because it yeah. is a lot of time. Like I, <laughs> I had no idea how much work that I was going to be putting into that, but yes, it is. Thank I'm you for sure. acknowledging that. It's a lot of, yeah. yes, but, it, but it's fun. And it, it is, it's and, and
1: it is a great platform for you though, as well. Like it gives you an audience, it gives you a stage and I think if you're in the space, the education space or trying to inspire potential new investors, you have to have a stage of some sort. I choose the podcast. You have um, the meetup. And um, yeah, it sounds like that's worked, obviously worked very, very well for you. So 600, 600 doors in just a little over a couple of years. Like clearly, clearly something's working. So, so for, for the W2 employee who is is interested in looking into this space, why do you think multifamily, why is passive investing such a good good idea? And are there some benefits that maybe the, the standard W-2 guide doesn't know about this space that you can help educate on?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, well, one, I just like getting checks in the mail. <laughs> That's a nice right? one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, I mean, that part's fun. Um, yeah. For me, I I love it because it's a lot more stable than what I had been investing in the stock market in my four hundred one k. I mean, less less volatility. Um, my four hundred one k was down thirty percent last year. I'm not joking thirty percent. I mean, it's that's painful, and I think that a lot of people, especially these past few years, right? It, it's been the stock market has been so volatile. Um, and I think people are looking for other options that are, that are more stable. And I love the appreciation, right? I'm putting my money into something that's going to, that's going to increase in value a, a, a tangible asset, a piece of real estate. I, I invest particularly in DFW. That's just because I've been here for over 30 year, 35 years. And, um, so I know the area and, and it's growing like crazy. So I look, that's one of the things I look for is what kind of, you know, locations big to me. Um, but I have, I actually have had a lot of people ask me lately, like, well, Dawn, is now a good time to invest because, you know, what are we facing? Are we facing a, are we in a recession? Are we facing a recession? What about interest rates or crazy? Like what's happening? And you know, I kind of just go back to the, you know, do you think that this property is going to be worth more in five years or 10 years, whatever it is, than it is today? Do you think it's gonna be worth more? And every single person says yes. Yes. It's going to be worth more than it is today. It's just, you know, history shows us that real estate only goes one direction. Now, yes. I mean, there's fluctuations. Yes. I'm not saying that. Yes. There's fluctuations. There's dips in the market. I get that. But over time, if you look at just appreciation of real estate in general, it it just continues to appreciate. So I didn't even know about some of the tax benefits that come with multifamily investing. I didn't even know this. This wasn't a reason for me to get into multifamily, but it definitely is a huge, huge benefit of investing in multifamily that um, you get some some great tax benefits with anyone who's new to multifamily that you get. Um, we can take, we do a cost segregation study and then we can do take all the, like bonus depreciation allows us to take all the depreciation in year one, the first year that we acquire the property. Now, unfortunately, that tax law is being phased out, um, so it's gonna it's scaled from 100% depreciation to 80% for 2023, and then it's gonna go down. I think 20 points like every year, but um, that basically means that we can t- have a loss on our taxes. So our CPAs will issue a, a loss for you if you were invest a hundred thousand dollar investment. Um, I think my last one would have like an eighty six thousand dollar loss on my K one. Oh, um, yeah, so that's huge, right? So I didn't even know that that was the thing. So that was that was a, a nice surprise that there's some some great tax benefits as well
1: yeah and it can be um th- those are passive losses that count against your passive income right. but there are some options in some scenarios where it can actually count against your w-2 income as well and um as always we say we're not cpas so don't take tax advice from us but yes. um, there are ways where you can really 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 benefit from the depreciation losses in this space um, that again, like yourself, I had no idea until I got that first K one, or as I was expecting that first K one, and you really start to see the power of um, income that you can generate with a lot of tax benefits, and um, it, it's it's ultimately how the very very wealthy end up paying so so little in taxes is through that depreciation benefit, and you know I think it's interesting a lot of us. We've been, we've been so excited about this 100% accelerated depreciation that when we say 80% accelerated depreciation is not that great, 80% accelerated depreciation is still fantastic.
0: Yes. Um,
1: even in a few years when we don't have that, just using a cost segregation is huge compared to taking it over 27 and a half or 39 years. So um, don't be discouraged, listeners, if you hear this 100% down to 80 it's still significant. So absolutely. I'll um, take
0: 80% any day. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and the beautiful thing is that if you start investing in multiple deals, you get this wave of passive losses that follows you from year to year to year. And the second you have passive income, it wipes it out and you don't pay taxes on it. It's just it's like the fourth wonder of the world, I think. So, anyways. <laughs> um well, very good. So Let's talk a little bit about your business if we can, like literally 600 doors in less than two years. That's amazing to be able to grow that quickly. So how do you do that? Is it, is it just, you go to some meetups and you meet some people and you put some offers in and next thing you know, you're 600 doors in, or I suspect there's a little bit more to it than that.
0: Sure. Yes. Um, I, I, I ended up so I'm really big on education. I'm big on education and mentorship. I think that that's huge. I think no matter what space that you're in, if you want to learn something, a new skill, whatever, whatever it is that, um, the first step is education, right. And finding mentors, like find, find a person that's done the thing that you want to do and, and follow them. Right. Um, and so, and follow success. Right. And so that's what I did is I found a mentor in the space that has been doing this for many, many years. And I joined that program. And that is where I've met um, all of my partners, again, not knowing anything, a single thing about multifamily. And my very first apartment building that I purchased is a $10 million building. It 91 doors in Fort Worth. Yes. I mean, it's, it is kind of crazy when you think about that. And I mean, I, I still, it's kind of hard to believe. And but I have three partners on that deal, and 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 I met them all through through this um, through this network of of, of investors. Um, so I definitely think relationships. I'm I'm, I'm advocate. I'm just getting to know people. Really, there's people that's that can you just never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to end up partnering with, who you might buy a deal from. Um, that first deal that we bought, we knew the sellers, so I think that we had a huge advantage and that was just through yeah that was just through networking and just you know kind of what you and I are doing today just like talking with people and just you know making those connections and um, i think that's huge it really really goes a long way and people say that it's a relationship business absolutely i believe that yeah.
1: so so let's let's talk about that that specific deal and, and i guess the specifics of that deal aren't as important but i i'd love for the listeners to understand how three people come together they buy a 10 million dollar asset um, what type of credibility, or how do you gain the credibility to go to the banks, to be considered like a legitimate buyer? Um, like, I know you have some additional resources through the mentorship that you have, but I don't know that the audience understands that. So can you walk through what joining the mentorship gives you as one of the mentees and all of the support that you get? So as potential investors consider partnering with folks like you, like they can have the confidence that you've got the bench strength to take down and, and handle things when things get tough.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, So one of the very first things is, you know, talking about relationships, going back to that is this mentorship program um, you've got brokers, buyer brokers that have, they know every broker in the market that you're looking in and they have relationships, they had they relationships that I don't have, right? They, you know, not going, if I try to call one of these brokers, they're like Don Keller, like, I don't, who is, who are you? Um, but they, they know these guys, you know, they, they've had relationships for years and they go golfing together and dinners together. So I leverage that Um, I definitely leveraged using those. I said, hey, can I have an introduction? You know, you know, this guy can like introduction to the broker and got actually one of the um, one of the guys to go to that first property that we bought, that $10 million property toured it with us. So he knows the broker really, really well. So he's out there with us. He's kind of vouching for us. Um, and then my partners, I did team up with two out of two of my three partners were, do have lots of experience too, because you're right, getting a loan, um, having that, buying a $10 million property, you have to have that, you have to have that loan experience. You've got to have that. And so I did, I, I partnered with, um, with two people that have, that have that experience. And my, my fourth partner, um, and I, that was, that was our first deal together. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think just finding the right, the right people you've got to have yes i think you know find people that um, that complement your skill set and i think for me what i did because yeah i'm kind of like why do you want like why does an experienced person want to partner with me um, and I, I just laid it out there what I was willing to do. And basically I said, I mean, I'll do all the work. I mean, I'll do, I mean, I'll, you, you guide me and you, you know, you lead me on what to do and I'll do all, because there's a ton of work that goes into it. Just all of the market research and um, comps and, you know, all of that when you're, when you're analyzing a property. So I took that on and that was the agreement that my partners and I had, like they're going to, you know, they're going to take the lead and, and guide us through it because they have the experience, but I'll be doing a lot of the legwork. And so that's kind of how that good balance there, how that worked out.
1: I I love Um, it. Thank you. Thank you for walking through that too. Um, Because the reality is, is, you know, hundred, I'm sorry, $10 million deals, just, they don't happen with a few people that just met at a mentorship program over a weekend, like this is really, really hard work. Banks aren't going to finance something unless they're very, very, very confident that it's going to come off very well. And not only do you need the experience, but you need to have the ability to sign on the loan, which means somebody who's got very, very high net worth is involved in that deal Mm -hmm. and they're signing on these loans as well. So, um, thank you for walking through that. We've not gotten into that, those type of details yet. Um, on this podcast because we've not, I've not had a lot of um, newer operators on this space. So um, thank you for walking through that. I think sure. that's really important to know. And, and I think it's a neat story as well that, you know, if you have, we call it the superpower, you hear people talk about the superpower. Um, everybody has a superpower that they can bring to a partnership and bring value to that partnership. And it's possible that, um, you know, as a passive investor, you can make the transition over to the active space because it can be extremely lucrative um, and create a lifestyle that's really, really, really attractive, um, far more attractive than anything I think personally you can find in the W2 space. So, um, so congratulations. That's amazing. That's amazing that you did that now. So you talked a little bit about um, relationships and you mentioned early on that relationships are really important. Um, I have this strategy where I like to date before I get married um, it sounds kind of silly but like really like how are you vetting your, or how did you vet your partners before you, you walk down the aisle with those folks and in, in you know a 10 million dollar marriage like what did that look like
0: yeah that's a good question as well and that's a great point because my very first partner that uh, that we agreed to kind of partner together, we connected on a personal level. It wasn't even about partnering. It was just we connected on a just things we have in common, our, our belief system and our priorities and um, just mindset and all of those things that was really important. And so we just connected on a personal level. And so, um, it kind of, it just grew from there. So this is, it's definitely not a, it's, it's not a, this is not a get rich quick scheme, right? This is this is a long, this is a long game. That's why I, I started investing passively right off the bat because that's something that you can do almost immediately, right? It started I wanted to put my money to work. That was that was my first goal, right? It's just putting my money in something other than the 401k like we talked about. And so I did that pretty much immediately, started investing passively. And then it took some time to develop those relationships because you're right. Like you don't want to just you're not just investing with anyone. These are your partners for three, five or years or more, right? Um so that was yeah and i and i want to make sure that our um our our i guess our morals i guess our, our ethics are in line because you have to make some really tough decisions sometimes and you, there's people out there that you know i think with my team i you know connected with each, each and every one of my team my three other partners and it was very clear from the beginning that we we are our, our mentality is the investor's come first right Um, our residents. Yes. But this is like, this is, it's not about us. It's not about us making money. That's not, this is like, this is a a benefit. That's great. This is a great benefit, but it's not about us. And we're willing to make those sacrifice, whatever we need to do, change our, our, our percentage split, our, our profit split, whatever we need to do, um, to make this work and make sure that our investors, I'd rather lose my own money than my investors' money hundred percent. And we all aligned with that. And I think, so things like that, that you just have to figure out like, you know, is this the first per- type of person or do we agree on these things? Because when you have to make some tough decisions, those things, re- those things really come out and some people do not agree on those, on those things. So that was, that was really important for me.
1: No, I, I thank you. I, I love that you say that. Um, first of all, just saying that the investor comes first. I think that's amazing that you have that mindset and I can tell from the passion that's coming out in the conversation that you actually believe that you're not just saying that because it's a great sales tool. Um, and it, yeah, I just, I love that you're saying that. And I think it's, it's interesting that, um, w- my experience is that I need to spend, I need to spend quite a bit of time with people before I feel, I feel comfortable with them. Cause I think people can show up and they can put a happy face on, or they can put a integrity face on, or, you know, when, when things are going well, everybody's happy and, and everything's mm-hmm. wonderful. But like if you sit around and you watch people long enough, people will show themselves, whether it's positive or negative. And um, I usually like to, to wait around on the side to see when one of those difficult things happens and see how they respond. And um, yeah, it, it, it's refreshing to hear that you, you did something similar to get that comfort level because it's it, not only important for you, um, but it's important for your tenants, it's important for your investors, um, and it's important for the longevity of your business, uh, because you're staking your, your name on what these other partners are doing as well. So, so great, great job. That's, that's inspiring. I'm excited to hear all the work that you've done there. So, um, well, gosh, we, I, we have already spent like almost 30 minutes together and I feel like I could, I could spend another 30 easily, Me but too. Yes. Um, let's, um, <laughs> why don't we do this, uh. You know, if we have to have you back on in another six months or so, we can do that. So let's uh, let's honor everybody's time and try to keep it to 30 minutes or so. But I do have a few kind of fun questions that I like to ask. Um, I would say that I ask everybody, but sometimes I forget, but we're going to ask this time. So are there any specific um, educational resources that you learned the most from that you would like to share with the audience, specifically around passive investing, if we could focus on that?
0: Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a closet nerd. So I would say, (laughs) so I would say books. I love, I love books. I mean, aside from meetups, we talked about that because I I do think going to meetups and meeting people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a book um a book person and like I'm not talking about the um audio kinds I'm talking about the the physical wow. you
1: know? like real people yeah
0: yeah I know I'm like old school um so you know and and most of your your audience probably already has heard of you know Rich Dad Poor Dad of course you know that's a classic um gosh I feel like they should be handing that book out in high school I don't understand I why they uh, you know for me I I only read that book just a few years ago and I it changed my life changed the way that I, I think about things and um but aside from that maybe that are just a recommendation, maybe a book recommendation would be The 12-Week Year. Um, it's by uh, Brian Moran. And and for me, I was, this goes, I mean, this is not just multifamily. I think this is for anybody who likes to set goals, right? I was struggling with my long-term annual, my yearly goals, right? And I think that there's a, a disconnect sometimes. It's like making a New Year's resolution, right? It's like you make it and you barely even get through January. I was, there was some disconnect for me and... Once I learned how to really break down my goals into, into shorter term goals, um, the 12 week year, you know, 12 week goals, but even I break it down even more. Like I live by my, um, my daily and weekly goals. That's really what propels me and keeps me going forward because really the truth is that results don't happen annually or they don't happen monthly, they happen daily. Like your action has to be like daily. Do like do one thing, whatever it is, do something every single day. Like that's really what's going to move the needle is taking action, like consistent action every day.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. So 12 week year, really, really great book. I, I have not read it, but I love the concept. And I am a huge, huge fan. I do, I do, and I've shared this on the podcast before, but I do like every single day I do three big wins and three goals for tomorrow. And then at the end of the week, I summarize the week. At the end of the month, I summarize the month, quarter, year, all the way. So, like, I hope to be doing it in decade blocks at some point. So
0: I do the um, same thing. I do the exact same thing. So yes, you're already doing the twelve year without without even realizing it. Yes, yes, I love,
1: I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. All right. So we talked about books. We talked about um, meetups. Any particular podcast that um, you're currently listening to, or ones that might really really help the First time passive investor.
0: Um, Well, I mean, aside from the gentle art of crushing it by Randy Smith, yeah, I, I I like Neil Bawa. I like Neil Bawa. Yeah, he's he's great. He's got he's got some really good um, educational. He does webinars too. I don't know if they're all podcasts, but but he's he's just he's got this. uh, He's got a ton of, of free content out there. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Love him.
1: Yeah. Big, bigger, bigger brain and, uh, big picture trends, e- economics, that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I literally was listening to a Neil Bawa podcast on my run like an hour and a half ago. So, um, <laughs> yeah, really good, really good resource to share. Um, well, here's, here's one that's kind of fun. Um, I'm curious if you would share with the audience a recent bucket list item you checked off your list or one that you hope to check off in the near future.
0: Yeah. Um, so this sounds weird that I'm 40 uh, something years old. I had never been, I've never been ziplining, or I had not been ziplining ever until just okay. ago. I have like a fear of heights that's like a legit, the kind that just makes my body <laughs> Like shake, I mean, and my knees like are weak, and um, so I don't like. I just don't. I stay away from those types of activities. But in okay. this mastermind that I'm part of, we it's all about pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. And so um, I've been ziplining twice in the past couple of months um, right. through these masterminds, and then to top it off, um, did a 50 foot rock climb, like rock wall climb. Which that has never, okay. So I guess it's not really a bucket list because it's something I would never normally do under normal circumstances. But um, it, you know, just pushing, but pushing past those fears, that's all, yeah. that's what it was about. And yeah. I'm so, so glad I did it. It just, um, if, if I'm being honest, I probably think myself out of doing things a lot. And instead yep. of just thinking about it and overthinking it, if you just do it, sometimes it's not as scary as you thought it was going to be in your head. Yeah. and and just keep going right i was just i remember being on that rock climbing wall just thinking like just looking for like the next rung and like the next cog whatever it was just to push my and pull and just don't think about it, just do it and it was incredible. And it just, it felt really re- rewarding. So um, awesome. that felt like a win, just like pushing past that fear. And that's, that's life, right? Sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, there's a whole new version of you on the other side of fear that you get to meet yeah. if you, if you take the plunge. So yeah, very fun. Well, thank you for, for sharing that with the audience. So, um, so how could our audience uh, help support you and how can they find out more or connect with you? What's the best way to find you?
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I have a free gift for your listeners if you'd like. Um, it is called 10 Free Tips to Make Your Money Work for You. And um, that is on my website, which is crownmultifamily.com. So if you just want to visit crownmultifamily.com, you can get a copy of that.
1: Outstanding. Well, Don, thank you so much. You brought so much value to the audience. Um, love the energy, love the passion, love the drive. Um, you've done amazing things in a very short time in this space. So congratulations and thank and thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Randy. It's been an absolute pleasure. It went by so fast and I'd love to chat with you more.
1: We definitely will. We definitely will. So, well, very good. Well, audience, as always, um, be sure to reach out and connect with Don. Take advantage of that uh, top free, uh, top 10 free tips and continue the education journey in this passive investing space. We're confident if you continue to get educated and continue to get inspired and get inspired to the point where you make that first investment, you will be so happy that you did. And we're confident it will change the trajectory of your financial future. So um, thank you all for being here today. And uh, we'll look forward to having you all on another uh, show in the future. Thank you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you and have a wonderful day.